Hi, I'm Laura Brady, CEO of Concierge Auctions. And hi, I'm Chad Roffers, Chairman of Concierge Auctions. And this is Block Talk. We have two special guests today. Uh, Gracian from Cobalt Banker in Calgary. Um, and Julie, you're going to have to help me with this. Um, but I only last once. Can you coach me through it? Vassawala. Vassawala. All right. So Julie Vassawala um, uh, with Century 21. And um, thrilled to have both of you with us today. I also have um, uh, my three esteemed Canadian colleagues, Marie Lang, Ian Johnson, and Erica Fox. Uh, so um, I'm outnumbered today. I guess that's five to one. Um, so you guys go easy on me, okay? Absolutely. All right. Of course. <laughs> Fair enough, right? We're, we're going to talk a little bit about um, background um, on concierge, our auction process, the specific properties we're selling. I'd love to get right to it and really get a sense of what's going on in the housing market in Canada. You know, ultimately, have you been able to navigate you know, all the restrictions that COVID presented and, and how's that changed things? Uh, I, I know we've got a number of questions from viewers and, and guests that want to want to get the scoop. So uh, Grace, Julie, Murray, Ian, Erica, please share with me what you know, what is going on and what was a surprise and where do you think things are headed? I'll start. So we're working with Erica and Murray on our property in Bears Paw. It's uh, beautiful and um, big. And Erica's doing a great job. And we're getting lots of activity, actually. Um, and we're finding that um, residential has really picked up here in Calgary. And especially even in the higher end luxury market, I think it is a great opportunity right now to be doing this with concierge and so I think it's working out really great and it's exciting and we're getting we're, we're getting the results that we were sort of expecting. Well that that's that's really kind of you to say and it's great news. Uh, you know kind of rewind um, a year a year ago last you know last June kind of heading into you know the summer versus now what what are you seeing with inventory levels, buyer activity um, other trends. I was reading in the Wall Street Journal today that some are projecting $100 oil again, which I you know uh, in Calgary um, is a big needle mover. So um, would love to get your take on all of those topics. I'll I jump think in. that's really helping um, with the activity, with uh, really with the worldwide uh, exposure that um, Calgary is looked at right now is a great place to be moving to. Uh, with a price point still lower, okay, than other places in, in the country. And um, so we are seeing a lot more activity from other places in the world. Don't you think, Erica? We're seeing lots of people from other parts of the world as well, right? Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, immigration is, is still quite buoyant, actually, surprisingly, in Canada. And that's something that really affects the real estate market, um, not as much as you know specific industries in each market but it's a it's a very close indicator in major markets like toronto vancouver and calgary um, and that really bodes well for the housing market 
it's it's actually quite surprising, right? We would we would think that at this time where Canada is one of the more stringent places in terms of COVID regulations, we would be seeing um, the opposite correlation to immigration. But in fact, we're actually still seeing people moving here, perhaps for a sense of security, perhaps for a sense of, of economic security as well. There's a lot of reasons why people enjoy um, the the moderate and, and very comfortable pace that is Canada. And our real estate markets have always fared well. They've always bounced back uh, in tough economic conditions. Um, and I think that people realize that this is a great place to, to invest, whether as a primary residence or a secondary residence, uh, not only for their family, but also uh, because there's a lot of opportunity to expand business out here as well. So for all of those reasons, I think we're still seeing great immigration numbers, and we will continue to see that having a positive impact on real estate prices as well as the velocity of sales. I'll jump back and, and answer the question that, that you'd asked about, you know, how, how things compare sort of year over year. <clears throat> and what I would say is that, you know, a year ago, me and pretty much everyone I was talking to, plus the, the real estate forecasters were anticipating, you know, as much as a 20% decline um, in home prices. It, it was it was not a gloomy forecast for 2021. And, and it, we really felt like the, the effects of the pandemic would, would flow through the market. And it couldn't have been more uh, opposite. Um, 2021 has turned out to be um, you know, one of the most robust years for real estate, really across across the country. Uh, even small, seen um, you know large price increases. Um, you know, are experiencing you know an uptick. Places like Vancouver and Toronto um, have been a frenzy. Um, you know, and and I think you know instead of a twenty percent decrease, we we've, we've probably seen in in certain areas uh, a twenty percent increase. So um, really shocking uh, to uh, to see the effects, and and just a complete opposite of every forecast. Yeah, for for sure, Julie. Any insights from you as as you kind of look back over the last year um, and and you know, kind of any emerging trends that you're seeing for the balance of 2021? Everyone, I do put up in saying here, the market has been very robust, very busy, um, high demand, and it's slowly creeping up into the higher price points. It started out under the 600 mark. We're now starting to see competing offers, unconditional competing offers in the $2 million mark. So it's definitely creeping up there, that's for sure. Uh, the big change that I've seen in the past year is the number of people from Ontario that are moving this way, actually. Quite a few, in the tech industry as well. We're still light on oil and gas positions. Uh, there's still a lot of unemployment in that area for uh, people that are in that field, but we are starting to grow in other That's really um, an interesting insight as it relates to you know, kind of Western migration from Ontario. You know, certainly, Certainly, it's well, a different climate, but also, you know, affordability. You know, Erica, I know you are based in Toronto, but also, you know, work and are active in Calgary as well. Relatively speaking, you know, how much more affordable is Calgary versus, say, say Ontario or Toronto for that matter? Uh, there's an extraordinary per square foot difference um, in all areas of the market, whether you're looking at condo or single family housing. Um, 
you know, the average price of a single family home in Toronto right now, I believe the last statistic was 1.3 million. That's very high, um, especially for anybody under the age of 40, starting a family, you know, just trying to have a piece of grass, a piece of backyard, uh, and also keep that commute time at a reasonable level so that, you know, we don't have our workforce on the highway for three hours of the day. Um, and for all of those reasons, something like Calgary just seems like a much more approachable and accessible lifestyle, right? Out here, you can spend $2 million and get, you know, a, a decent acreage, right? We don't have the word acreage in the Toronto market. We just don't, right? And so I think that that's something that's very appealing to those with family, to those who want to um, enjoy life as much as they work. And there's that balance that Calgary brings that perhaps Toronto it has neglected because of the influx in investors in that market driving the prices up. Yeah, really, really interesting. I, I um, have spent a fair amount of time in Calgary seeing Murray through the years and whatnot. And it's, it strikes me as just an extraordinary um, value. The climate's amazing, you know, being kind of central in the continent. Um, I think it's super, you know, the super um, beneficial kind of element. So um, kind of maybe, and I know I'm jumping around a little bit, but when we think about, um, you know, kind of the two properties that we're selling in Calgary right now, um, they seem to be very much kind of in line with kind of where demand is in terms of square footage and amenities and things like that. Let's, let's talk a little bit about that. This is, um, Let's start. Why don't we start with Gray Way, 75 Gray Way? So the auction is in um, June 24th to the 28th. It's currently listed at 5.2. There's no reserves. Uh, the showings are daily from 1 to 4 p.m. by appointment. It's at the end of a quiet cul-de-sac and surrounded by, for by forests and trees. Um, it's designed this is what's really important it's designed according to feng shui principles okay so everything in this house is completely feng shui and the inside of the house is also um negotiable i mean the, the furniture there's a gym there is a badminton court um but really it's a balance between the harmony of the natural world that's outside your door with luxurious amenities around a custom, it's custom everything uh, from formal dining room. The kitchen is a commercial kitchen with a commercial hood fan. Um, again, I said uh, there is a badminton court. Uh, the master bedroom is also big. <laughs> uh, it's an oversized jacuzzi in there. There's a waterfall feature. There's private suites. Um, just with a big each each suite kind of has its it's a really it's a nice ensuite bathroom and uh some have kind of an office space as well in there um good size walk-in closets um multi-level terrace uh that opens up to the outdoor entertaining overlooking the rolling calgary hills so um this area is well sought area in calgary called bear's paw and it's in um, uh, Gray Way, so it's it's spacious enough um, to have. If you have an extended family, you can also build an, another house 
as well to it, which is actually a unique feature because not all the lots in this area will accommodate that. Excellent. And are we throwing in the Ferrari? So, yeah, th th thanks for asking because, yes, you can have a Ferrari. And we can arrange that through Ferrari of Alberta. Ferrari, Maserati, doesn't matter, Rolls Royce, you know. <laughs> we we everything everything can be negotiated. Can make it happen. <laughs> Murray, is that your last Great car? The <laughs> Murray, I thought yours was yellow, but I guess it's red, huh? <laughs> That's Murray's I, Ferrari. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't think you can get a Ferrari in anything other than red. It it just has to be red. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um if I could just quickly add on to what Grace has said about this home, I mean, there is truly a lifestyle to be lived here, Chad. Um, something that's really amazing about this home is that, you know, a multi-generational family, you know, grandma or in-laws plus parents plus teenagers could all live in this home and each have their own space. And I think that that's really important, right? A multi-level terrace on the outside allows for different groups to be enjoying the outdoor space without, you know, being on top of one another. And every suite having its own feature, like an, its own ensuite and being its own sort of room with additional rooms, right? There are bedrooms that are two-room two suites in this home. Um, and that can, can make something, allow for people to have their own spaces, which I think is really important in larger families. Um, and one thing I always love, which is always a show-stopping feature of this particular home, is that it has a full-size gymnasium. Like picture your high school gymnasium with the basketball court and the volleyball net, it has that in there. And that's something that's very rare in this marketplace that you'll never get to see again. So I really love those features of this home. And I think it's some place where people could really just create an oasis that's actually quite private because it has forests on either side. Mm -hmm. Well, we all know uh, having a home gym in a pandemic um, is a really nice thing to have, right? So um, yeah. that's awesome for sure. And then well, why don't we talk while we're at it, let's talk about the Avenue West property. This is a lovely home area in Murray Tess, they've been there. Just beautiful. Um, she custom designed everything herself. It took her about two years to build it. They built it specifically to host the children's weddings. Um, it's not, uh, there's, there's four bedrooms. They're all huge bedrooms. It has upgrades throughout, like for example, every bathroom has a steam shower. They do have a spice kitchen in the garage. Uh, fully finished, of course. Lots of artesian work. They did hire some European artists to come over and um, do extraordinary painting and sculpting right in the house. Upstairs, you can see in the picture, there's an observatory deck where you can see the fireworks, the mountains. There's mountains and city views from every level in this home. But upstairs is the uh, standout version. Um, there is an adjacent private equipment lot that is also available for sale. And both of them are fully serviced and ready to build another home if you choose to. They have the standard upgrades of control heating, um, team floors, granite counters. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> She's just, it's just impeccable the way that it's been maintained. There's kind of a Romeo and Juliet balcony, a rotunda roof, slate sculptures. Uh, it's one you just really have to see. Why don't we head west, and Ian, um, I'm going to let you speak for Ravine Drive. I mean, first of all, I would say that auction is a tremendous tool to sell this property or to take this property to where it needs to be. I mean, this was on the market for a number of years. 
Um, we did not generate um, the showings and interest that we really needed to. It is a very unique home in both its size and, and its grandeur and its finishings, um, which really translates into its price point. Um, not being on the lake uh, for this price point and size and finishings is, is a challenge in this area. Most people that build, you know, anything sort of five million plus in our region and the Okanagan Valley, you know, typically are on the lake. Um, in this particular case, the clients uh, who are international really wanted the feeling of, of, of they wanted to be removed from the lake. The boats aren't, aren't their thing. And they felt that the activity that's typically on the lake in the summer was something that they didn't um, necessarily want to gravitate towards. So they built this, you know, very stately home, sort of a manor up on the hill in a, in a beautiful sweeping grassland community called Ranchlands in a jurisdiction called Coldstream, which is a small little hamlet, if you will, just outside of the city of Vernon at the north end of the Okanagan Valley. So, you know, the home itself, I mean, certainly uh, for those that have been in it and, and Ian spends a lot of time in it uh, from the concierge team, um, you know, it's just it's just amazing. And it's um, it's finishing, I think, is its number one feature. I mean, there, there's been no extent spared in, in some of the American black walnut that's been used, um, you know, some of the attention to detail just in uh, in um, in the wood and the tile and, and the uh, the craftsmanship and the windows and, and uh, exterior is just tremendous. I mean, like most of these homes, it has everything you'd hope, um, you know, as far as a gym and a beautiful wine cellar, gorgeous theater room. Um, you know, a, a massive kitchen that uh, I think it can cook something like six turkeys at the same time or six prime ribs, if you will. Um, the, the owners, uh, she was a, or is a tremendous cook and really loved to, uh, to host big, big family or uh, holiday dinners in the house. It has a really neat feature in the outside, which is, I mean, I think if we were just talking about it in regular terms, it would be a, a little pool casita or pool cabana, um, but it's called a bothy which is a, um, a description in Scotland of uh, a, a hut that would be found in the hills. You know, I guess we can imagine it like some of the, uh, the hiking sheds that are found in some of the national parks around North America, um, or warming huts, I guess they call them. Well, this is hardly a, a regular um, sort of pauper's uh, warming hut. It's a, a beautiful um, room that's just off the pool and, and faces the, uh, the back gardens and the views and has uh, full uh, sliding doors that open up. And uh, you know a kitchen and a and a seating area and a bathroom that also services the pool. So having a bothy is kind of a neat feature uh, feature of the house. And I learned a new term today. I like that a bothy. How do you spell that? You know, there's a couple of different ways uh, I learned because we have to talk about it. But I think the most common is b o t h y, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, very cool. I I I love learning new things. That's awesome. While while I have you, just kind of to backtrack a little bit to market conditions. Um, what's going on in the market? What have you seen transpire over the last eighteen months? Um, and you know, kind of what kind of emerging trends are you seeing that you think are noteworthy? Yeah, for sure. Three M's. I'm going to call it not the innovation company, but uh, I think maybe connected to that theme. So the first being money. Uh, money's cheap. You know, it is pretty much all across North America, around the world, but certainly here, um, you know, uh, borrowing is uh, is that small time. Um, well, lows or highs, depending on how you're looking at it, but certainly it's uh, it's out there. So I think that's motivating a certain segment of the market, and not just that segment that's qualifying maybe for a first time loan or or a trade up loan, let's say, but even up to the upper end. I mean, um, I work across you know the entire spectrum, but primarily focus on luxury, and you know, even the smart. Wealthy folks that are always ahead of the curve, um, you know, are leveraging and are borrowing and, and and buying investment properties and maybe even buying up lifestyle assets. Um, one of the things we've noticed when COVID started was this acceleration of um, 
of, uh, of lifestyle. And, you know, people that we have been working, in fact, typically we have a big portion of our market that's connected to Calgary, actually, and, and the oil and gas industry. And, you know, often you would see when folks are doing well, they'd be purchasing second homes or vacation properties, cabins, et cetera. Well, we've seen really COVID and the time, I think the importance of family uh, accelerate a lot of folks that, you know, that might be saying, look, you know, maybe we'll, maybe we'll fast forward owning, owning that second home or that lakefront property a few years because we're, we're really seeing the the benefits of spending time with family or not wanting, uh, you know, maybe also staring their life in the in the mirror and saying we want to accelerate that. So number one was money. Number two, I think, is mental health, which ties into what I just described about lifestyle and people really dialing up, you know, that that, that, that ability or, or wanting that space. And whether it's in their current home and wanting to have more space, you guys were talking about gyms and offices, you know, multifunctional space, even that multi-generational comment is very, very on market here as well. So I think, you know, mental health is, is also a big one. And then the other is migration. I mean, we are seeing a tremendous amount of migration, much like Calgary, um, from places like Toronto, you know, not just Toronto, but the whole GTA in and around Toronto. I've seen quite a few deals come through from Ottawa, certainly a, a massive migration from the Fraser Valley outside of Vancouver and in Vancouver itself. So, you know, Kelowna here in our market where I'm centered in the Okanagan Valley was one that was typically, you know, tale of two. It was retirees and second homeowners. Um, we're still seeing, seeing that, of course, but really um, a lot of the clients that are moving here actually are entrepreneurial young families or, you know, singles in their sort of late 20s to early 40s that are not just bringing, you know, maybe a wallet with them to buy a house, but business ideas, they're bringing companies here. And we're seeing a transfer of wealth, but also a transfer of, the, of knowledge base. And a couple of the guys recently were describing it to me as, you know, Kelowna's come becoming like a little bit like Austin, Texas, Park City, Boulder. You know, these these the cities in the states that have tremendous the United States that have tremendous lifestyle at their their doorstep, but also now are a place for entrepreneurs not only to play, but to live and do business and have a very, very, you know, I mean, affordable or accessible lifestyle. Yeah. So, you know, it's like so you think about this. So you're on the market at just under 13 million Canadian. What do you you know, what what do you think? First of all, what do you think it would cost to replace this property? And do we have a sense at this point of, of you know, where where this may may trade? Well, I'll tell you this. We put we put a fair number of people through and we certainly have a lot more interest than we had when we were trying just our traditional methods. And, you know, I've spent a lot of money and time marketing this property. And, you know, the auction tool has been very beneficial so far. So I'm really hopeful that, uh, you know, we push the date on the auction to get us a couple more weeks here in June because our restrictions are changing. So we hope that's going to make some difference. I mean, cost to replace. Wow. I mean, you're you'd be up at around at least 900 a foot. So even if you run the quick uh, hillbilly math, as I call it, you know, you're uh, you're well over list price or thereabouts for, you know, for replacement cost. Your lot's about a million dollars, give or take. Um, so, you know, the quick math on that obviously would be that whatever this goes for. Um, and, you know, and of course, I'm sure our um, I'm sure our sellers, you know, want to see a 10 at least, um, but it, you know, it may be something that's slightly lower than that. It's gonna be a tremendous deal for you know, whoever's able to pick it up. The cool thing, and this is a cool concierge tie to this, and Ian and Murray will know this, is that the same builder, um, which is a, a really tremendous boutique builder in this small region where we are, also built a home that you guys auctioned off last, uh, last fall, which was a beautiful home on Cala Vista, on Calamalca Lake, same builder, um, you know, very similar attention to detail, very different home. I mean, but except you would walk in and see some of the same sort of signature elements like the wood and, and beautiful finishings, but very cool. And that was a very successful auction for concierge and also for those sellers. So 
um, you know, hoping to have a bit of that uh, that pixie dust uh, rub off on uh, on this with that cool connection to the builder. Awesome, that's a great fact. I didn't know that. Ed, and and you can I ask, you, can, oh, go ahead, Ian. Sorry, I was just going to ask. Can you back up one slide because we missed one key element on this uh, this particular home? Yes, uh, and it ties into lifestyle. So this is actually a picture from the patio of this house. Uh, it has got world-class views. It's built in the European style, where if you were wealthy and, and had a lot of money, you built the home up on top of the hill, not down below. But from here, you can see the orchards, uh, you can see the fields, you can see two of the lakes. And in terms of lifestyle and mental health from here, and this is what the family used to do, you have access to uh, the lakes if you want to go down for the water sports. You've got golf courses all over the place. You've got wineries and wine tours all through the region. You've got a ski hill 30 minutes away. Uh, you've got one of the top cross-country uh, training facilities uh, in the same area 30 minutes away. Uh, it's just spectacular. But that view uh, has been capitalized on from every room in that house. It's just amazing. I actually thought when it's I... It's crazy earth, Ian. Oh, go ahead. sorry. I just, I just quickly elaborate on what Ian was saying. Isn't that crazy, Ian, that like... One of the things that an international buyer would just absolutely love about Canada is the space. Like all three of these homes have such captivating views from everywhere that they're built. I mean, Julie's homes has some of the, has like eye-watering mountain views, really. Honestly, when you're looking at them, it's stunning. And I think that's just such a draw for an international buyer to Canada is just to be able to, to be in these homes and just be captivated by the natural beauties that is Canada and, the, and what we have to offer. Very, very, I'm intrigued, that's for sure. I actually thought when I saw this picture that Natalie just went on Getty Images and bought a nice stock photo. So um, little did I know this was the real deal. So that's awesome. Yeah, and it goes 180 degrees around both sides. Very, very, very cool. Um, Richard, you mentioned loosening um, of COVID restrictions there. What's, what's, what's kind of, how's that unfolding? Yeah, and you know we've had we've had a we've had a lucky good run here. We're in our part of where we are, British Columbia on the west coast. I mean, we and I think we had some smart decisions that were made. Um, if you believe in you know government playing a hand in all this, but I think we had citizens really embrace um, you know how we confronted this. So we are just a few few days away from some regional travel being opened up again. So right now we're discouraged from traveling between regions. There's three regions in our in our province. Um, and I mean, the, the, the beauty of our region is it runs all the way from almost the Alberta border down to the U.S. border. So you can literally go from, well, I was in Golden in the Rocky Mountains last week with a new listing. And then I was in a Soyuz last week, which butts up against Washington State. So we've got a, a pretty big jurisdiction and, a, and not a not a terrible one to have to play and, and work in. But the 15th of uh, June is when our restrictions are are easing up and travel uh, amongst the regions will be, in theory, again, permitted. Um, and, you know, we, I think we're feeling that that will help, um, certainly folks from Vancouver and, and Calgary maybe feel a little bit more engaged in, uh, in considering this, this property at auction. Um, you know, we might want to get more people through the house. I think we've had far more people than we ever had before, but we'd probably love another, another, uh, you know, 10 or 12 buyers to come through the place in the next few weeks. For sure. Thanks. Thanks for that. Grace and Julie, um, remind me or refresh me on what are, what are the protocols in, in Calgary and, um, and or restrictions? There's a lot of moving parts all the time. Uh, so it's always changing, but uh, we're supposed to be opening up indoor dining soon. 
And then we have what's it's exciting, it's well known around the world. It's called the Stampede, the Calgary Stampede. Yeah. So apparently that's going ahead. That's exciting. So that'll bring in a lot of people now. Um, And I think there's going to be rules from what I understand, uh, either whether you're vaccinated or non-vaccinated. Okay, so if you're vaccinated, there's different um, rules uh, and you don't have to isolate or or something if you have a negative um, test. So it's going to be a lot easier if you're vaccinated. Um, And so that... um, you know, people can come and enjoy the stampede. It's going to be safe sort of uh, distancing still. Um, and they're still not quite sure really how it's going to work uh, because I think the chuck wagons aren't going ahead, but certain um, things are, but we're not sure what that is yet. Um, but at least people are able to come and then they'll be able to still look at these properties and um, while they're here. <laughs> and uh, and hopefully, um, as the days go on, we'll be able to open the international borders as well. Um, uh, and again, you know, it's it's nothing's really uh, certain right now, and we're all just waiting um, for for confirmation of what's. But the gyms are going to be opening. I'm understanding uh, restaurants slowly. Uh, so we still have a capacity in, in these restaurants, even when they open. I think it's a third uh, third capacity, but mm-hmm. patios as well. Uh, the weather's been great, so people have been able to enjoy the, you know, but we still have the masks, okay? So we're not as open as it is in Austin. I know that. <laughs> so. Under- understood. Well, um Excited that things are headed in the right direction for you guys, for sure. Um, Erica, because you're so good at this, why don't you tell people if they're interested in these properties, what they can do um, to participate? Sure. Well, I think that reaching out to either Ian or myself, depending on which market you're interested in, or reaching out to the listing agents as well. There are partners in crime and they are also available to be able to answer any questions about the property. They are always going to be the property and the market experts, and we are here to assist all the buyers and their agents and their family members with understanding the process. Uh, Ian and I are both available to show these properties on a daily basis, and we are happy to. Uh, There are some restrictions around the number of people who can be shown the property at the exact same time, but we're always happy to uh, create some workarounds and make sure everybody who's waiting to see the property next is happy and comfortable. Um, And then in addition to that, we would be happy to assist you with the registration process. The registration is very, very simple, and Ian and I are here to make that a seamless process for you um, and to work with all of your intermediaries to make sure all those pieces come together in a timely fashion. So please feel free to reach out to Ian or I or the listing agents, and we'll answer all your questions and make sure you get a a chance to view the lifestyle and, and craftsmanship of these properties. Great, Erica, thank you. So question for maybe Murray, you can answer this. Um, The auction format for all three properties, I believe is the same. And do you mind explaining to our our viewers uh, what what the auction format is and how that's a benefit to to the buyer and how it's a benefit to the seller? All three properties are being auctioned in a no reserve format. (laughs) So what that means is that there's no no minimum 
price requirement to be met. Uh, it will sell to you know the highest bidder on on auction day, <clears throat> and the benefit um, to to the to the to the buyer is that you get a chance to view the property and value the property and participate um, to your comfort level. Um, from the seller's point of view, um, you know we we create a, a competitive format and um, and bring the market. Got it. Thank you. And material fact, I always like to say this about Murray. He's got lo lots of credibility with me as before he worked with the firm, he sold his property through concierge. Um, so I think that's uh, um, makes him an incredibly valuable resource to our business and to to the sellers and buyers that he works with and the agents that he works with. So um, that's that's well said, Murray. Um, we talked about, you know, really the seller benefits. I think Richard hit on this. I mean, um, I'm a big believer that properties, you know, are worth what somebody's willing to pay for them. But I think it's absolutely essential that enough people come to look. And I think that's certainly a strong suit of, of our process in conjunction with the three agents that we're working with today is, you know, bringing um, a significant uptick in focus and interest in showings um, so that, you know, the, the right pool of buyers ultimately um, show up and compete. And I think that ultimately will will arrive or help our sellers arrive at, you know, the fair market value for their property. And to Murray's point with buyers, um, you know, I think the, the, you know, I would say get an opportunity for an amazing buy on a property you'd really like to own. And I think most importantly, the transparency of the process. So the auctions, um, take place over typically a five-day period of time where the bidding is open and any and all registered bidders can see what the bid history uh, up to that point in time is and how much time is left in the auction and what the next bid increment is. So it's a very you know, transparent process as it relates to buyers. And I think that's something that, especially in the market that we're in, we're hearing a lot of multiple offer situations Etc. And it always feels like, you know, I always hear about somebody losing out and feeling like they didn't have a fair shot. And I think something we really pride ourselves on is the, the transparency of our bidding process or process, to use my Canadian uh, parlance, um, is, um, is just it's very fair. And I think that helps people be confident in 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 making you know making bidding decisions etc so uh with that in mind um you know a couple of, a couple of just kind of uh, tips if you will talking about um you know a segue into buyers so erica talked a little bit about this but you know do your diligence in advance so all three of these properties have um diligence materials home inspection other information so that all buyers have access to the same information and full disclosure on what is being sold. So that's, I think, first and foremost. The second thing is develop an auction strategy. And, and what we mean by that is um, so many people kind of wait to the last minute. Um, you know, many of us were exposed to, to auctions on eBay in the past and or present. And um, oftentimes, you know, all action happens in the last few seconds in an eBay auction. 
And that's fine. Our auctions too, things tend to pick up towards the end of the bidding um, window. But I think it's really important if you're really serious about a property, don't wait. You know, take take um, take command, if you will, and 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 bid and bid. You know, at a level that you're comfortable bidding, you can always increase your bid. Um, but I think you know the number one mistake I see people make oftentimes is just to wait. Um, and ultimately, um, that may not be the best strategy. So develop an auction strategy. Um, this is an important one, um, starting bid incentive. So one of the things that, um, as Murray indicated in our auctions, that once this auction opens, the bidding opens, the property will sell to the highest bidder, regardless of price. So what that means is that it's a no reserve auction and whoever is the highest bidder, at the close of the, the clock, if you will, the property's effectively sold to that buyer. So, um, but one of the things that is also important, of course, is to give our sellers transparency leading into the auction as to, you know, realistically what they should expect as a range of outcomes. And one of the things that we've innovated to um, help connect buyers and sellers and bring them closer together um, at the start of the auction is what's called a starting bid incentive. And effectively, um, in the simplest of terms, for bidders who submit a starting bid prior to the opening or commencement of a specific auction, they get a 50% break on their fees, So, which is significant. Um, it's a 12% buyer premium on top of what the winning bidder's high bid is, whoever the winner is. So if you submit a starting bid, there's a 50% discount on that 12% calculated on your starting bid. And so I think one of the things that's also really important, and I see this time and time again with kind of our, our experienced buyers, they take advantage of the opening bid incentive. We all know, of course, you know, buyers want to get a great deal and there's certainly great deals to be had on all three of these properties, but there's also an element of be realistic and, and come in with a starting bid that shows the seller that you're a serious buyer and or your client. If you're an agent listening to this, you have a serious you know, client who's prepared to really compete for the property. And it's important because prior to the commencement of, the, of any, any and every auction that does not have a reserve, the seller reviews the field of bidders. And what that means is who, who signed up to bid, who submitted their deposit, provided their necessary paperwork, and also what are their starting bids. And, and so sellers do look at that, those starting bids, bids to be comfortable to effectively green light their auction. And so, you know, what I say to buyers is you don't have to put 100% of what you're willing to bid down, but, but put, a, put a strong starting bid down, you know, make sure the sellers um, excited about their auction, not worried about their auction. So anyway, it's a little bit of sage advice. So with that in mind, and this is an example, um, if you bid $20 million for a property, the buyer premium would be $2.4 million. Um, now, if you did a, um, a opening bid of, or in this case, um, you did a, you had a starting bid at your winning bid, you you know have a nine hundred thousand dollar excuse me on a fifteen million dollar starting bid you'd get a nine hundred thousand dollar discount if you will so that's a big difference um, as you can see twenty two four versus twenty one five um, just as a for example in terms of um, 
um, you know, what what opportunity you have as a in terms of submitting a starting bid. So so with that in mind, I know everyone's busy and um, sometimes um, we want to um, share so much information, but to keep it kind of short and sweet, um, Murray, Erica, Ian, anything I left out, um, Grace, Richard, Julie, um, anything you want to impress upon bidders before or, or agents, um, whether they're in your market around the world before we close uh, the block talk? Just want to, uh, on that same topic, Chad, add in there. If you're a, an agent that's got a potential buyer, or if you're looking at this and you're considering one of our auctions, there is zero risk to participating in an auction as a bidder. Um, yes, there's some requirements uh, in terms of a little bit of paperwork and confirmation that you have the funds. But uh, in my experience, I've never ever had anybody say, there, there's no cost to it. So I've never had anybody say, gee, I wish I didn't register for that auction. But I've had many people say, wow, if I'd known that you know, that was what the final price was going to be, I wish I was in there. And we've had people that uh, missed an auction and then joined the next one because they weren't going to miss out the next time. So I strongly encourage you, if you like the property, uh, if you've got somebody, if you've got a potential client that might like the property, get them involved. Because it's not that, that all they're going to do by not getting involved is miss a phenomenal opportunity. Well said. Yeah, I, I would just follow up on what Ian said. You know, sometimes it, it it seems like it's too good to be true, um, but the reality is the, these are great buying opportunities, and trust the process. You know, we've been doing this for more than a dozen years, um, and and it's it is a transparent process. It's it's probably the cleanest you know way to buy property you know on the planet. So it's okay to trust it. I, I know it's new to many people. Um, but it's easy to understand. Um, we can we can walk you through it. It's it's a very easy process, um, and it's a lot of fun uh, to be involved in an auction. One thing I would add too is that Richard here is uh, from a standpoint of buying, you know, valuable assets. Um, you know, high net worth folks obviously are very used to purchasing vehicles, whether it's Barrett Jackson, um, Art, you know, uh, other brands that are out there. Um, selling art around the world. They're used to collecting assets quite often by auction, you know, not just in jurisdictions around the world where auctions have been, uh, you know, part of the DNA for much longer, let's say, than in North America, uh, especially in Europe and in other parts of the world. But, I mean, they're buying wine, they're buying vehicles, they're buying jewelry, um, they're buying art and many collectibles and, and valuable items through the auction process. And uh, while this process has got its similarities, but it's different, obviously it's real estate, um, you know, I really think that resonates with that ultra high net worth and high net worth customer. So it's great to talk to your clients about their auction experience, um, not necessarily just in real estate. Thanks, Richard. Well said, for sure. Well said. Well, um, I want to thank everybody for making the time today. Super excited to um, help these sellers find new buyers for all three properties and help buyers you know, discover a once in a lifetime buying opportunity. And I look forward to getting to to both BC and Calgary soon to see you all. We miss, uh, miss seeing you in person and it sounds like we're gonna be able to do that pretty soon here. So I um, appreciate that and uh, everybody else have a great, uh, great week.